Interesting. And we are live. Awesome. So tonight I am lucky enough to be sitting with two lookouts. Got Tyrell and Sam. Tyrell is lookout for TV, my man here, and Sam is Sula Peak lookout. And originally it was just going to be me and Sam, possibly Graham. So pretty stoked to have you here, Tyrell, man. Nice surprise. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. Yeah, glad to, glad to be here with you boys, that's for sure. The setup's a little wonky, but we'll get it figured out. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so, Tyrell, how long have you been a lookout at TP? Uh, this will be my fourth season as lookout. Fourth season. Mm -hmm. Nice, man. Awesome. Yeah. And then this is your first? It's my first year. It's my first week. First first week in the lookout, huh? Yeah. That's awesome, man. And But you both had prior fire experience before you became a lookout, correct? That's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Yeah, we both worked down at the Sulahan crew for a couple of years. Oh, awesome, mm -hmm. man. That is awesome. And then, uh, before I forget, um, we have a beautiful sunset going on behind us. Uh, Bitter Mountain's here, and it's kind of hard to see it, but Medicine Point Lookout is right over there. <laughs> so, got a pretty cool view, pretty cool back set for this uh, um, podcast. And I guess, before we get too far, too, is we're actually in Sula Peak Lookout uh, doing a podcast with the Sula Peak Lookout and the TV Lookout, like I mentioned earlier. And beautiful spot, one of the only lookouts I know that has power. So it kind of worked out good that way, too. And then you guys both have prior service, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so Sam was in the Army, and I was in the Navy. Oh, yep. awesome. Mm -hmm. How'd you guys How'd you, How'd you guys end up meeting, then? Uh, we met down at the hand crew. Oh, yeah. really? All yeah. you guys both in the hand crew together. Uh-huh, yeah. yeah. So I started in 2015. That was my rookie year. And then um, Sam showed up in 2016, right after he got out. Oh, nice, nice. Wait, what, what year did you say again? 2015. 2015? Oh, nice, man. It was a good year. It was a big year of fire, for sure. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And I showed up in 2016, and it was boring. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm trying to remember 2016. I we had a couple incidents, but nothing. We did, like, yeah. We had the, what was a big year of fire on District here in the Bitterroot. Um, yeah. That's, yeah, so they kind of held us back quite a bit that year. We didn't get to get a, lot, a whole lot, but once it blew up here, it blew up pretty big. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, and it kind of took, that, that season, if I can remember, it took a little while. I was actually taking the detail to Whitehall. That's why it like, took me a minute to put together through an engine boss uh, training. And I ended up out in Mile City quite a bit because Mile City was going off pretty good. So. Oh, that's yeah, one yeah. of the best places to fight fire. <laughs> it really is, man. Bro. Running and gunning. Yeah. Actually, Billing, sorry. Not Mile City. But I, was, I ended up on a fire, a couple fires in Mile City, too. But, yeah, that, man, that BLM country is the best. Like you are saying, you get on these big fires, running gun, like you were saying. Mm -hmm. And then it's amazing. You, like, put it to bed in a couple of days, and it's like, okay, put the bit next, you know, for the next one. And, like, could have been a couple thousand acres, but it's grass. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's super different from out here where there's a whole lot of mopping up and gridding and whatnot. Yeah. Out yeah. there, it's just dozer it and put it out yeah yeah absolutely yeah and dozers are always on standby and and uh and if you guys help me out with this too like um i got a few comments just like not being specific enough so like um gridding and mopping up uh out here like tyrell was saying is more like um we have trees and just different components so you know heavier fuels i guess is the word i'm trying to say and so mopping up is the act of like actually like getting the fire little more contained like it's contained but you're trying to put it out by mop up so typically with the engine and digging you know in the dirt and um my cut, favorite activity cold trailing cold trailing oh, yeah, yeah. See, that's <laughs> good yeah that's yeah and that's kind of where i was going for too and if you could kind of explain a little bit of cold trailing so cold trailing is the act of physically going through your line so you've put line on the ground to stop the fire sp spread and correct me if i'm wrong you guys no no you and got it you're going to physically go through there and with your hands touch the ground as long you go just go down your entire line usually in a grid yeah and you make sure nothing's hot yep yeah. and it's a chore <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. right man and then you know like they do like a one chain in two chain like typically the first day of like uh, mop up is like one chain in you know and then you're, you're gridding and and uh cold trailing 
And then uh, one chain for folks who don't know is uh, 66 feet, if I'm yep. correct, right, fellas? Nice. And I believe that origin is from a logging chain is 66 feet long, so that's why one chain, 66 feet, same length as a logging chain back in the day. I believe so. they used that length to also map the country when we first got here. Was, oh, I think you're right, dude. Like, like the survey is, right? Yeah, township and ranges are measured off of chains, which yeah. is gross and ridiculous but <laughs> could you imagine that six, six feet at a time being that poor guy. yeah hey carry this chain down that hill yeah i know it's steep just we need to figure it out the line yeah like <laughs> have at it talk about harder hardier people <laughs> yeah yeah we'll figure it out that way i mean accurate too i mean crazy accurate <laughs> it's just a cliff yeah you'll <laughs> yeah, figure it out i'm sure it'll be fine it'll be fine i the topography right <laughs> yeah <laughs> And then, so how'd you become the Sula Peak lookout? Like, so from prior to this, I took a couple years hiatus. Um, I was looking to get uh, a promotion to somewhere else, and kind of spur of the moment, I decided to go back to school. Yeah. And just shut everything fire down. Started going back to school. The pandemic hit, and uh, I've always been in contact with the Sula crew after I left. And this year, I talked to Bogan and was like, "Hey, man, I heard no one's coming up to Sula Peak. I have summers freeze these." For, yeah, summer free these days. Yeah. How how about me at Sula? And he's like, "Yep, we're doing it." Awesome, man. <laughs> yeah, cause, yeah. Talking to Griff earlier on, like when yeah. I first got hired, it seemed like they're still or maybe right before. No, no, when I got hired, but before I came on, they were like, you know, still kind of wondering who was coming. In. And I, I remember I asked about you because I wasn't sure if you're going to be around because I had heard, you know, through the grapevine and through Eduardo at Dispatch that uh, <laughs> you're a pretty cool cat and like lots of experience. So I was like, yeah, man, and you know, being you know, younger fellow and having more experience and probably being younger, being a little more willing to be on a podcast. Cause I don't know if some of the, some of the uh, lookouts really are up on their podcast. Yeah. They're <laughs> a little anti-technology sometimes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same, same here. I mean, what would you say the average age is of lookouts in this region? Oh, probably like somewhere between 45 and 50. And that's, that's being a little on the younger side. I would say like some of them, yeah, if you're up to like mid fifties and sixties yeah. and some, some of them even seven years old. Yeah. Like, or a couple of the guys who always oh, look out that we St. Mary's, St. Mary's look out for the, some of those folks who only stack up for two weeks at a time. Yeah, some of those guys are here. Yeah. Good retirement job, though. Yeah. Yeah, excellent retri- retirement job. Like the you know the folks out in Spot Mountain, you know they they're married and been out there for quite a few years now, I think. And yeah, sounds like they're kind of living the dream. I was just trying to plug in the headphones to that line out but what i found out is it's actually like for an extra microphone i, I believe because all of a sudden it's, it totally cut the sound off so <laughs> oh no sorry to anyone who might be listening if that if you missed a little bit of that but um what tyrell was essentially saying was just it's a great retirement gig you know i mean you, you're not making much and some of them are just volunteers even but yeah. man what you can't ask you know you're getting like you know the kind of typical saying is getting paid in sunsets you know that's <laughs> but, pretty much it yeah, yeah absolutely you couldn't get a more beautiful front yard it's it's something else yeah absolutely man and you know i i uh actually was lucky enough to be able to propose to my now wife fiance in medicine point and i mean it was last fall so it's like i mean you couldn't ask for a more beautiful at least in my opinion because i'm an outdoors guy you know a beautiful scene like caught it you know a little before sunset you know like was able to get on a knee by the firefinder what's that what's the actual name for the firefinder Oh, the Allidade? The Allidade, yeah. So 
Um, she was, well, she was busy looking at the map. I, my leg was busy going to sleep while I was waiting for her. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was when like, is she going to turn around? Yeah, exactly. Like, I'm like, I don't want to bump her on this. I want to surprise her, but man, I can't feel my toes. <laughs> but it was, it was amazing. Yeah. So like got the, you know, she said yes, thankfully, you know, and then, um, put the ring on and like caught, caught the sun. I mean, cause I mean, we're like level with the sun and up in the lookout. And oh, yeah. so that just came through and caught the rings, took some cool photos and then, you know, whipped up some hot chocolate and hang out on the um, catwalk and got to watch the sunset. And then, man, I mean, it was insane. Like, as the sun started going down, almost a little bit lighter than, a little bit lighter than what it is right now, and the elk just started going off. You know, all oh, these bulls yeah. just bugling. It was amazing. So just, just fortunate to have these out in the West. So, you know, for folks who um, maybe don't have the opportunity to have these in their backyard like we do, um, God, I'm going to mess this up. I better look it up. I think it's reservation.gov, right? Uh, you can rent lookouts. Wow, oh, man, uh, wouldn't uh, know, but yeah, it sounds about right. Site, but yeah. yeah, you can rent. And lookouts. if you are gonna rent the lookouts, you have to rent them like pretty much as soon as the billets open up, yeah. or oh. they they get booked pretty fast. Yeah, right? exactly, Tyrell, and and it's actually recreation.gov. Oh, there's okay. there's an app for it too, so that's what I was kind of showing on my phone. But oh, there you go. Yeah, but yeah, like just like these guys are saying, like uh, be early because people are are waiting, and there's only hand, I mean, there's there's quite a few lookouts, but there's only you know they they get booked up pretty fast, I guess. And in the big scheme of things, there's only a handful really. Yeah, they're popular because, I mean, they're really affordable. What, 30, 50 bucks a night, somewhere yeah, in that range? Yeah. Yep. And uh, just, yeah, gorgeous. And people just love staying up there. Yeah, man. There's a, there's a really cool photo that I tripped on a few years ago. And I was looking for, I think, Hornet Peak, which is up by Flathead, I believe. Nice. And I was just looking just for me and my gal, the same one I proposed to, just for a cool place to get away when I was smoke jumping. And all these jumpers were like, man, Hornet Peak, super cool. Go check it out. So I Googled it and hit images, and it just you know brought up a ton of different lookouts. And it showed, I, I can't remember, I think it was a gal, and she, like, kicked back, like, with, uh, you know, like, a cup of tea or something, you know, with her book, and, like, sunset going down, and it's just, like, the most awesome scene. And the lookout was more, like, probably, like, an L4 or um, whatever one. Is yours, like, an L4? The one you're in an L4, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so the, the box, like, yeah. where, you box, know. Box, but not flat roof. Yeah, box but not flat. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yours is like that, not flat roof. I do have a flat roof. Yeah, oh, you do. Are you in oh. an L six? Uh, yeah, I can walk up on my roof. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah, not that oh, I can so do that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. They're super steady because we're. You know, I was on top of the uh, Willow Lookout with the with the lookout, and it's actually Tanner Fruit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Me, me and him were going to do one last year, but we got busy and, and everything was smoked in, so it wouldn't have been as cool. But so we're going to do one from the roof of Willow, and it's flat like that one too. So that's like an L six then, huh? I believe so. I th- yeah, I think you're right. I don't know my difference. Like, yeah, I think the L4 is an older one. Like uh, St. Mary's, I think, is like an L4. That would make sense, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I don't think that's a flat roof. Yeah, the, the original one was on stilts up there at St. Mary's. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I think Deer Mountain was too. Yeah, they used to have, like, she's even got some concrete blocks out there still yeah. from some of the old lookouts that were up there before they rebuilt it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, this one too. It was on stilts. You can that, still see the, the footings. That's yep. right. Yeah. yeah. It's yep. pretty unreal. Yeah. Yeah, and it's a crazy coincidence that you came up here today because we actually had, we had uh, our old fuels tech, Tanya Neidhart. Uh, oh. She came up here with one of the old Sula Peak lookouts. The no one, way. The first one to staff this new lookout. And she was there when the old one burned down. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, back in 2000. I guess she probably. Hit the history on that, and then if oh, you yeah. guys remind me to loop back to St. Mary's and the stilt one, because that's kind of a wild story. But uh, <laughs> just that I was told, I don't, I wasn't there for that one. But uh, yeah, so the the original lookout here, as far as I know, and there's the plaque downstairs. I put on my Instagram for folks who might be following me. Um, it gives the history, and I'm gonna mess this up probably. But uh, back in the fires of 2000, which was pretty rough on the Bitterroots, um, there's also an epic uh, picture of an elk that's just right down the road from where we're at in the river with the big, you know, fire 
uh, probably not the front, but just the big fire behind it, like after the front had gone through, I believe, just from what I know of fire and the picture. But it's really cool. And these elk are just kind of looking back at the fire and um, towards the evening. So Yeah, that shit is iconic. It's, yeah, it's iconic, incredible. Yeah. Well, shouldn't even, there's probably a name for it, but yeah, it's I don't it's know if there's photo. a name for it. There should be, for yeah. sure. But yeah, it is definitely an iconic photo. Yeah, so anyone Powerful. who's listening, you know, like Bitterroot, uh, Fires of 2000, Elk, River, you know, like all those things could probably get you to where we're, what we're trying to talk about. <laughs> Some good keywords in there. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Get you, get you where you're looking for. So so yeah, so that, that was a giant fire, and if it was a little more light out, you could see like there's still quite a big fire scar out just the back door of this place. Um, and then it also got the fire lookout back in 2000 and then they rebuilt this sucker right after. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it was up for the season in 2001. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and then it, this was a prototype and this is more of a hex octagon. Octagon. Yeah. Octagon. 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 Yeah. I had to work my math real quick. I was like, all right, five is hex. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just amazing, like, the views. The first time I came up here with you, Sam, I was like, holy cow, man. Like, I mean, when you're standing outside, you're like, oh, man, that's super cool. You can see pretty far. But then you get in here, and you get, like, a little bit higher off the ground, and it's amazing the difference, you know, yeah, just being really up top is. here. Quite, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and you've actually called in your own fire so far, too. So, I mean, <laughs> we're off to a good start. Yeah, I was a little embarrassed because it ended up just being a guy burning a pile. But that's still, man, it's good practice. I called dispatch first just to say, hey, man, are there burden permits in the area? And he's like, no, there's not. So I'm thinking they might have heard us oh, on the radio and snapped up a burn permit as our guys were on the way out there. Oh, could have been, yeah, smart on but, their part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We might want to do that real quick. Yeah. I felt a lot better after talking to Jerry, one of the guys down in Sula, and he's like, dude, thanks so much. Like, I did not want to do the tasks that we had this morning yeah i'm so glad that we got got to go check that burn pile yeah absolutely well it's you know it's like training for us you know like on the ground is like all right you know like you get a chance to like do like a dry run like all right, yeah. everyone got their stuff you know hard yeah. hats whatever it might be mm-hmm. water and and then you know keep people on their toes yeah yeah and nothing comes of it but like it still kind of gets you go gets the the gears moving you know absolutely that fire mind because i know like you know i've got 15 or 16 years in close to 16 i think now and it's like I'm still rusty, you know, like, oh yeah, even people probably seen this podcast, people got a ton of fire experience and I, you know, I even slip up on my terminology from time to time, you know, I have no shame anymore. It's, oh, I, I was wrong. It's fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm old. I can admit it. Yeah. yeah I'm wrong all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of looping back to St. Mary's, yeah. um, the, uh, so it's got an L4 on it now. So back in the day is what I was told is you could see, still see the footing from as a tower. And I think it was pretty tall and St. Mary's is like. I don't know, eleven thousand feet or something. It's up there, the, right? one of the I think it's like the highest lookout in our district or something like yeah. that, or yeah. the forest. Yeah, I think so. And and uh, so I guess a really bad storm came over and like bent that thing over, like didn't quite break it off, but like bent it over so it's almost on the ground. I think. And there's still like a little debris up there. Like, holy cow, man! Like that would be gnarly. Like just oh, wow. would be something else. Yeah, the wind and the one the first time I was up there, the wind was just going crazy. So I was like, I couldn't even imagine being in a tower up there, you know, like let alone an L four that's just a little bit off the ground, but like this one was pretty far up. And I don't know how much more advantage you're getting for being that you're already that high up in the air, but maybe it was better, I don't know. Who knows, man? I mean, yeah, I, I feel like I've got a pretty good advantage. If you added fifty feet, what would that really do for me? Yeah, and then it's being up so far, you know, from the valley floor, you know, I mean I guess there's a lot more lookouts back then. So maybe they're trying to get a little bit more on the backside towards Idaho to see, because there's some you know deep canyons back on the backside of that sucker. And, Could be. Yeah, and left and right, you know the bitter it's pretty pretty steep, but uh, yeah, ooh, it'd be a wild ride even just getting up in that sucker. Oh know, no, there, you know? yeah, dude. You ever been on any of the lookouts in like the North Kaibab? 
Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. yeah. Like the, I don't know how many flights of stairs. It definitely <laughs> feels like a hundred flights of stairs for sure. Yeah. Yeah, like the big metal ones, right? Yeah, the big yeah. metal ones. Yeah, it takes like twenty hike. minutes to walk up them. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. It's just a little hot box up there. And it is. The man. land is super flat. It's almost. It seems impossible unless you're, you know, triangulating with another lookout to to get any sort of accuracy on any smokes out there. Is, that makes sense, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that why they're just nothing but like a metal room? And you got like a chair and like an alladade maybe? Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. all the, the supporting structure, the base is like all metal going up. And then, yeah, basically a wooden box at the top. And it's Oof, enough to dude. fit one person comfortably. You're kidding yeah. me. Yeah. 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 Um, well, it's become, uh, you guys got Instagram? Yeah. I don't oh, have yes. one. <laughs> well, I can just show you my phone, I guess, after this. But uh, Mingus uh, fire, fire Tower, They call it, a lot of times they call them like fire towers down there too in the Southwest. Mm-hmm. But um, basically Lookout Tower, it's the same thing they were saying. It's just like tiny little cannon. We had three or four of us up there with the LD in the middle, you know, firefinder. And I mean, it's, you know, we're almost elbow to elbow on that sucker, you know? Yeah. Man. Yeah. You really got to get your bathroom scheduled down on that tower. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Holy cow. Yeah. Super cool. Um, she was going to tag something else onto that, but, uh, yeah, worth, worth, worth checking out. And that's what's kind of cool about lookouts is how many like different kinds are like, I don't know if you guys have ever seen blue nose, but it's like right over here, just across the border in Idaho and it's not staffed anymore, but there's like a garage. So you could like, you could drive up to Exus Road, so you could drive up, park your rig, and set the garage. It's like a little cabin on top. It's it's awesome. I gotta talk to Bogan. Where's my garage, man? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Listen, man, I appreciate the power and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting slighted. I don't got a garage here. There was one of the guys at the training who was talking about one of those towers, right? And he had eaten something bad. Oh. And it like he would go run to the bathroom. And then go walking back up and get three quarters of the way back up all the stairs and just be like, oh, right oh, back down. No. <laughs> That's like my nightmare. Cause yeah. I, I've got Crohn's, so like, oh my, I'd be like, I'm out. I'm gonna yeah. be calling in fires anymore. Yeah, I'll be calling fires from the outhouse. You know? <laughs> got a bucket up top. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, be awful. Yeah. That is true. Yeah, like a bedpan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I did meet one of the most badass ladies I've ever met in my life at that lookout training. Oh, she really? has a 16 mile hike in. Oh, to her lookout yeah. and yeah. she just it's so matter of fact to her and i'm like i think she asked well how far do you hike and i was like <laughs> i drive yeah uh, 10 feet yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. just to the stairs, yeah. And the stairs. <laughs> yeah i drive to the fridge and i <laughs> usually grab food and a beverage and yeah. then it's 10 stairs up to my bed so yeah jeez, man and, and we and just from what we were talking about with her like, we were thinking that was like gardner peak right that was yeah, gardner peak, it yeah. Was gardner peak. Yeah. yeah so that's what we were talking because Last year when I was in dispatch, I did a stint in dispatch towards maybe half the season, I guess. And that was awesome, man. I recommend that to anybody because, like, you really get to know your forest well. You get to kind of hear what's coming from, like, regional to national level because it kind of, you know, everything flows through that building. So, it you know, it kind of leaks into dispatch. And so you get to have a little inside track on everything, and that is super cool. But um, we were, like, cause one day I was just, like, hanging out. All of a sudden, like, this lookout that I never heard of was getting a hold of me, a gardener lookout. I'm like, uh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Yeah. Well, because she's on the she's on the border, right? Between yeah, our forest and Nez Pierce, right? Yeah, the Nez yeah. Pierce. So yeah. she's she's got our freaks, but she doesn't really listen to us unless there's something like she's aware that might be going on. So she's mostly on the Idaho freaks because like, um, uh, Kootenai, no, Kootenai National Forest, right? Mm-hmm. Or no, uh, Clear oh. Clear Nez, Clearwater Nez Nez Pierce uh, yeah. National Forest is the one that she like. I think is attached to. So she's on our board, but she's, I guess she has an awesome view in Idaho and she's actually in Montana, but just a smidge. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think she comes down the bitter up the West Fork to get to her place. Right. Oh, you guys talked to her. So I think that's how she gets through. I think so. Yeah. And then 16 mile awesome hike. And didn't you guys say it's like a two day 
journey for she makes it a two-day affair i would make it a two or three day oh, affair yeah. for sure <sighs> i'd have a bottle of whiskey and yeah. like plenty of camping stuff <laughs> yeah absolutely yeah. man i believe we'll she does tent. get a packer team too though she yeah. get like you know the mules and stuff to help oh, her yeah, a little pack train yeah. yeah she yeah. did say that that that's the only supply train that she gets throughout the season too that's she true. doesn't call that's for wild. any more supplies yeah that is yeah that's months, super cool months with just whatever dry goods you got yeah dude there's a, a gal that uh, I follow on Instagram. I think it's like she be tripping. I'm hoping I'm getting that right so I can name drop you. <laughs> but yeah, she's a lookout. Uh, she's been a lookout all over, I think. But like, I think her recent uh, stays in the Bob Marshall, I want to say. And like, she was just going up to her lookout just the other day. And, you know, I was like checking out the photos. And there's like snow on the side of the, uh, the, mo- uh, the mountain, like right almost against the lookout right underneath. And then she's like, has pictures of the pack train going up. It's super cool, man. Like, I really dig that aspect of the Forest Service because no one else besides maybe some guides in the Bob and like other remote areas don't you don't see like pack trains that much anymore you know right pack, pack strings so yeah. that's super yeah. cool to me how like range wise how old do you think was this Gardner gal like retired like that kind of age range yeah so she did I like I remember she was in our truck for lookout training so she was talking about I think she did a lot of guiding before um, she was a lookout oh really she was like a range. What was she like a wilderness ranger or something like that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. outdoor yeah. to the core. She's yeah, yeah she's all about being outside. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to guess her age, but no, 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 she yeah, had yeah. to be like sixty plus, right? Yeah, maybe, I maybe mean, just under, maybe, maybe. Well, but it, yeah, <laughs> you don't sound too. She sounds like she's been in the Forest Service for a, a long time. And yeah, she's had a lot of knowledge and experience. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's deceiving either way, right? Because like, I mean, at least in my career, I've met some people, you know, guys and girls that are like leathery and you're like man how old is this person and they're like my age you know or like or the opposite where you're like man I don't, that person like a, they still fighting fire and they're like seven seven years old and they look maybe in their 40s and you're like wow yeah. but i mean maybe that's just me but i don't know take my estimate with a grain of salt i'm horrible about it so yeah, yeah. no absolutely throw out ridiculous man. numbers yeah well i mean that like you know. you're 14 yeah, yeah <laughs> i guess that is a compliment yeah that's true you'd rather be 14 than 30? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I don't know, man. I just didn't know a lot when I was 14. I was very undersized, so I don't think I'd go back. <laughs> that, that's actually very fair, yeah. yeah. You don't really know what you're doing when you're a teenager, oh, that's God. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was such a late bloomer, man. I really didn't finish growing until college, so like, you know, I was, I was at an awkward stage for a long time. Yeah, I so, hear that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that lookout, I don't know, man, she, she actually yeah. looked up probably a lot younger than maybe she, that she was just based off the story she was telling. She just could sounded be. like she was very experienced. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's cool. yeah. Maybe that's what got me mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. It could be for sure. And did she say how long she's been up there? Uh, oh, she did. And I, I completely spaced how much, how long she's been up there. It's been a couple of years that she's been up there. Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, right on. I wonder what should be a little more history in the, in that lookout. You know, there's so many lookouts that were out here and when they came i think this is like originally it was like in 1920 something the sula peak one before it burned down yeah yep yeah that's wild up here a long time yeah mm. and, I, and someone told me that a lot of times there was like so many lookouts because they also were stringing like a phone line to each one of them <laughs> so that you could you know have communication back to the district you know like because i'm imagining i don't know when the radio started like coming into play but I, mean, I, I don't know if maybe that's the only way to do it. Yeah, maybe. I, I can only imagine what it would be like before the cell phone era, you know? Yeah, yeah absolutely, right man. Yeah, I don't know the timeline of that at all. Yeah. I'm with you. God, dude, one of these days when I get used to my equipment, I'll stop like getting all 
I'm like playing the trombone. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying not to touch it. It's in a good spot, and I just need to remember to like be close enough to it. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, because I'm looking at you, and I'm like, yeah, oh, it sounds pretty good. <laughs> that's good, yeah. If I need to like lean in more, let me know. Oh, yeah, well, for sure. And that's the thing. Like, listen to me, I'm listening to you, I'm listening to you. So. Yeah, you're doing pretty good for not having a mic. Oh, right good, yeah. Face. Yeah, yeah this, you're actually pretty, pretty clear. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah, so. Sorry for the bad audio, but um, <laughs> my, my very first pilot, like it was me and Tanner Fruit, you know the Willow oh, yeah, lookout. Yeah, so, that's cool. Yeah, he uh, he was like he brought all the equipment and he did all the editing for the audio and stuff. I mean, made it sound awesome. He did a great job, but um, he was kind of throwing in a few uh, questions and just answering a few things and just yeah, end of the conversation. But you couldn't really hear him too well, so like that was like one of the kind of complaints. So what a bummer. Yeah, it was, yeah, because he's adding some good stuff too. He's, yeah. he's smart, he's smart, a very fella. knowledgeable guy. Yeah, he's a lot of experience, and mm-hmm. um, so I'm hoping that this this picks up yeah. so that people will be like, "There's a third look, or there's a second lookout in that <laughs> conversation, but I never heard." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, that would be weird. You know, Tanner used to be lookout here in Silla Peak. Yeah, that's what yeah. he told me. Yeah, mm-hmm. he started here right as a lookout, and then went to uh, Willow. Right? Yeah, yeah. So he, yeah, he was here at Silla Peak, and then his music career kind of started taking off, and he moved down to Colorado for a little while. Oh, Once awesome. the pandemic hit, that kind of got kiboshed. And yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I, oh, no, go ahead, man. Oh, I was actually lucky enough to see him play at Hamilton's Brewfest. Really? It was a great time. That's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, that guy, it was a ton of fun. I would highly recommend. If, yeah. Uh, I was bugging him again. I, I don't know if he's going to have the time this year to play Brewfest in Hamilton, but man, I'd love to see it again. Yeah, I hope so, man. And he sent me like uh, some Spotify of his uh, like band, I think. It, I think it's the band, or maybe it's just like him. But um, yeah, it's not like Tanner, I don't think. I wish I could remember the name because I like name drop him right now, but he's on the Instagram and stuff so people can find him. And Yeah. True. Uh, he used to be part of a band called Kung Fu Congress back in the day. <laughs> Kung Fu Congress? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like awesome, back in 2010, yep. Maybe yep. that's maybe that's still, maybe still part of that one, I guess. Maybe, yeah, yeah. He did say he was making beats up in the tower. I don't know, Yeah, if, like Dude. you said, if that's independent or not. Yeah, but. it's super cool when you walk in the way he's got it set up, yeah. too. Like, have you guys been in there in Willow? I haven't. Yeah, like, and the, well, I mean, I guess I could tag this, too. It's like, that's probably the reason why I started the podcast. Like, I, I was already kind of thinking about it, and then I went up in the lookout. Just one day, I was on light duties. I had this tumor that was getting removed, so I couldn't do anything. So I just, like, went up to say hey to him. I was on my own little patrol, and, uh, like, he's you know, showed me around. Super nice. And then we started, like, BS. And I'm like, man, you should do a podcast. And he's like, he wasn't like that into it. And I was like, he's like, you know, he's already busy. You know, he's got right. his music career and stuff. And I was like, yeah, maybe I'll do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so first I was trying to give him the idea. I'm like, look up podcast, man. You're the lookout. And I was like, you know what? I, maybe I'll do that actually instead. <laughs> I was like playing around with the idea of doing a podcast for a while. And then like seeing the setup was like more inspiration of what he had, you know, like with he had his mics and, you know, his, his saxophone was there. And I think he had a guitar there. And then his, his computer kind of like you guys have set up here. But he was like had his mixing board, I think, up, you know, and, like, kind of working on some stuff, and I was like, wow, man, that's, that's cool, and then, like, <laughs> and then, like, having just, like, such a cool job where it's, like, you know, like, looking around, you know, and you can, like, kind of mess with your own thing and still keep eyes on the on the forest, you know, like, it, it's really, really awesome, man, and I think that's probably why he's kind of still around, you know, steady paycheck, but still working on that career a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, definitely a lot of free time up at the lookout to, to work on your own stuff, for sure. Yeah, man, I think that's important to tell folks, too, because, like, I heard people, like, writing books on the lookout and just, like, all kinds of stuff, you know? This guy. You yeah. wrote a book? Yep. This guy's a writer. <laughs> that is awesome, he wasn't going to tell you himself, but I'll bring it up. Yeah, yeah. This guy's a writer. That's what friends are for. I'm glad, there's, I'm glad I'm having you guys on the same time. And he's a good writer. Well, thank you. I bet. <laughs> I bet. Do you have anything published? Uh, I have a couple of short stories published on Vocal just as part of like challenges and whatnot. Oh, cool. So, yeah, yeah, dude. 
gotten a whole paid a whole like forty cents for my writing, so you know, I made it. That's more than this podcast is getting paid for. So yeah. like, yeah, you're, you're ahead of me, dude. Yeah, so that's made it. You made the big time, dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that is awesome, dude. Man, that's cool. Are you working on anything else? Yeah, so I have a writing partner, a uh, good friend of mine, like back from high school, that we're writing a story together right now. Oh, really? So, yeah, yeah. Dude. And she just had carpal tunnel surgery, so she's out of the writing game for a little oh, bit. Man, but yeah. we do what we can, you know? Yeah, totally, man. That takes a little bit for sure. You guys are just co writing, uh, like, yeah, co writing. I was going to say co authoring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're co writing a story. Yeah, yeah. We're both like huge sci fi fantasy nerds. So. Oh, cool, yeah. dude. That, and so. I guess I don't yeah, give too much away, but is it going to be um, like a like a string of books, uh, like a series? Yeah, it'd definitely yeah. be a series. There's oh, a nice. lot of story to tell with that, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. man, that is awesome. Dude, I'm going to keep messing with this. Uh, <laughs> that's super cool. So that, that's just kind of put on hold. Are you going to be working on more this summer? Or? Definitely working on more this summer. That's like the most time, like, that's the best time to write for sure. I yeah. bet, man. And like, you know, like, I mean, it's a pretty dark night tonight, but I, be, I imagine like, we get some of those light moon because when I was in the medicine point, like uh, the moon was out. I oh been, yeah, like, yeah. Dude, it was like daylight up there. I could have been working all night long because like I was not sleeping. And my dog was not sleeping either. He was just like watching the elk. I'm pretty sure because like he didn't care. <laughs> he was just like watching back and forth you know, all night. And I was Love like, that shit. Yeah, it was awesome. I was freezing my ass off, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> They've got a wood stove up at medicine. Oh, they do, and it was warm when the sun was up, and I was like, damn, I'm too tired, I'll leave it alone. And then, like, Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah should have started, because we had, we had the two dogs, my wife and me, and then everybody else got the blankets besides me, so like half yeah. my body's just hanging out there, you know? I'm like, I can't oh. do it. I'd be picking up one of those dogs. That's you, what, you're warming me up. That's what I was trying to do. I was like, come here, buddy. <laughs> come here, buddy. Yeah. It's like an every night affair. Uh, I've spent plenty of nights at TP. I just visited this guy over summers when I wasn't working fire, and oh, I, yeah. I just had time to kill, you know, just yeah. a student. So, like, me and my girlfriend come visit every single day. That's awesome, It's like, man. as soon as the sun starts going out, it's like, all right, toss some wood in, you know, get the fire started. Because yeah. it gets chilly, dude, especially with the breeze that'll get going Ooh, sometimes. man. Yeah, I mean, you saw me out here. I was just, like, hustling. <laughs> hustling. <laughs> it's a little feet. chilly. Yeah. yeah. Take a quick piss and get in here. You know, I'm like, <laughs> man, I'm breathing. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I got that, like, shoddy little pull-up bar set up. I went out yeah. there earlier, like this morning. It's like oh, I could do some pull-ups. I did like two, and I was like, mm, "Fuck this, no, yeah, not ready, not ready yet." It is like forty-six degrees out here. Yeah, and your, and your pull-up bar's got on the on the shady side in the morning, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did not plan that very well. No, that's tough. That's so right. I guess that's that's something I've been wondering too. Like since I got like no sleep up there, is that something that you guys kind of battle with during the season? Is I sleep like a baby. Yeah, oh, honest, yeah, yeah. It's it's not. Sleeping, that's a problem. It's getting out of bed. That's the yeah, problem. Yeah. It's probably super cold, too, in the morning. Huh? Exactly. Cold. Yeah. The sun comes screaming up at, like, oh, 5 in the morning. See, it is, it is up. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, you're you're kind of joking about one of the lookouts going to bed with the sun the other day. And I was like, yeah, yeah I do that, too. Yeah. yeah that, I like that. That's what I was kind of talking about, too, is, like, when we were up there, I should have done that. We're like, oh, so cool. Messing around. Went and took some photos at night of the tower. Kind of almost like light like this. Just what was left of light. So you just get the silhouette. And then... Uh, we had, you know, had some hot chocolate hanging out and then went to sleep. Moon popped up and I was wide awake. And then, you know, I felt like I blinked and all of a sudden the sun was up. And just yes. bla- like you said, I mean, it is right there, like blasting in your face. Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't get much sleep that night. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I was, it's something I expected. So I came up here ready for it. Where it was just like, all right, the sun's going down. I need to think about winding down and going to bed. Yeah, that's it's, smart. It is coming up, you know, six, seven hours. It's going to be here and it's going to be bright. Yeah, absolutely, man. And it's that's something too, like that. Cause I hope everyone who listens to this gets to experience that because that is 
super cool. It's rare that you can be on top of a mountain because usually you don't, I mean, if you're going to be on the top of a mountain, you don't want to be out in a tent really because the wind's <laughs> howling. Yeah. You're usually freezing, you know? So like this is the opportunity, rare opportunity to be able to live the life that you guys are living every day, every day that you guys are. And, you know, for me to rent one one night and be able to stay in it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. There's nothing like looking at the stars at the top of the mountain away from the city. Yeah, yeah. totally, yeah. man. Yeah. No more light, no light pollution really out this mm-hmm. way. And oh man. Some of the coolest, uh, pictures i've seen of like lookout towers and stars is actually from a cart so like right yeah. across the, yeah, yeah. the valley for me i mean like really it's like as a crow flies it's, it can't be that far from you huh no yeah it's only like you can see it I mean, the valley. yeah it's about five miles yeah. as a crow flies for me something oh, like really? that it's yeah pretty damn close. Short. yeah yep. which yeah and like you know five miles to some folks might seem like a lot but like out here five miles <laughs> that's, that's nothing, nothing. Yeah. Yeah. That's nothing. yeah how far do we <laughs> drive to the grocery store <laughs> yeah well, it's a 40 minute drive yeah, yeah. at least Just, 40 minute drive to anywhere out here yeah exactly that's yeah i would have been here a little earlier because i was trying to catch it as the sun went down but like yeah you kind of underestimate how far i'm like ah it's not that far up to sula and where were you driving in from steve i uh steve oh, jesus so, yeah that's okay we were thinking hamilton like ah, i should be here in an hour yeah that's, that's what i was planning on i was like oh man I, you know that's that's usually what i'm thinking it's like hamilton here you know because it's the yeah. last time i did it and i was like oh that was really wrong you know, if you're from Steve, I, if you're going like 95. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Pushing the limit there. But uh, speaking of the stars thing, what was the name of that comment that was coming through a few years ago? Oh, you remember that? it had some fancy name to it, yeah. There was a um, comet that was really? visible in the sky. Oh, I do remember that, yeah. yeah staying up until 2 in the morning and checking out the stars, that was something else, especially at a TP. Like oh, you said, no man. light pollution. That comet was bright. Dude, I bet I wish I would have known you guys back then, cause like truly, yeah, yeah, we're we're sitting, and it's not too bad. You get, we got a little like light pollution from Missoula, but it wasn't horrible. But it would have been way better out here, cause yeah, I mean, there's, I mean, no nothing. light pollution out yeah. here. Yeah, I mean, Darby, and that's nothing. Yeah, totally. And that that kind of was cool. I can remember, like it, it seemed like it was just sitting in the sky. Yeah, you know, like, it wasn't really moving, just burning away so in the cool. sky. Yeah, yeah. The next night, it'd be a little farther away, you know, <laughs> or a little farther down the skyline, you know. Mm-hmm. That was super cool. Yeah. Speaking of that, you always hear like strange stories of lookouts seeing strange stuff. Have you guys experienced anything? Like, tell us, tell us your UFO stories. I knew that was oh be UFO. man, yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know if it was like anything, anything super weird. This could have very well been like a comet or something like that. But yeah, I was sitting up at the tower, and it was like it had to have been like four o'clock in the morning, like right before the sun came up. And um, I had to use the bathroom, so I got up and used the bathroom. And I was still pretty like blurry eyed and whatnot, but like out towards Lost Trail. There was a bright light, and it hung there for a minute, and I thought it was the moon, and it was not the moon. It was not the moon? It was not the moon at all. No, because like after hanging there for like about two minutes or so, it just kind of zipped across the horizon. I was like, oh, that's super cool. That's my first UFO. Thank you, my friend. That is super cool. So, Starns, do you want one? Yeah, I'm, I'm good for now, yeah. Oh, I'm still okay. finishing this one up, yeah. yeah. So you said Thank like you, several Australia like ski area for a hot second like looking like the moon almost you said yeah it was or like a moon or like a star it was really really bright and then um yeah it just it just took off past the horizon and just went from like zero to a thousand really quick yeah why are you writing an alien story why am i not oh i'm actually writing an alien story oh okay all right good to hear (laughs) i'm psyched i can't wait to read it That's, that's where i kind of thought maybe the you know the beginning of the of your writing sci-fi stuff might have began like Man, I should write about these weird experiences. Yeah, that's yeah. genius. Yeah, well, yeah. The, yeah, so there's another, like, writing challenge that's up right now on Vocal that I'm trying to write for, and I, like, I kind of, like, as soon as I got into the lookout this year, I, I definitely, like, dive a little deep in the alien stuff, so, yeah. That's <laughs> it awesome, It's pretty man. interesting, so. Yeah, absolutely. That's um, really interesting, because, like, you know, I've heard, and, you know, all of us with fire, the really cool thing is we get to fight fire all over. I mean, this year's a little different, but 
Um, typically, I mean, you could be in the Southwest, California, wherever, and there's lookouts yeah. all over. So, like, you know, I'm talking to lookout, like, some weird stuff you've seen, man, like a chupacabra moving around or what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's awesome. You're looking down on a field and see, like, some cow getting slaughtered. You're like, whoa, <laughs> I'm locking my door. <laughs> I'm locking my door. Stop for a bit. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. I did think of that the other day where I have that gate. Uh, oh, so yeah. my lookout, it's, uh, you might have got it in the panoramic that you took oh, yeah. at Hopefully. the beginning of this episode. Yeah. But what it is is the stairs around the outside, and halfway up those stairs is a gate that can lock. And the other night, just laying in bed, and I was like, I should probably keep that thing closed. Yeah. <laughs> I, that I, I don't know what's running around out on these hillsides. We do have sightings of grizzlies in oh, the true. valley this year, and just that kind of stuff, coupled with like rattlesnakes and all Not like the gate's going to stop a rattlesnake, but... Yeah. Yeah, it's going to open the gate in the morning. He's going to be like right there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. yeah. I know I took the weed eater to this place the other day over that same thing. I was like, I don't really want to get bit when I'm walking down to the outhouse or anything like yeah, that. Super, yeah, super. That's smart, man. You know, preemptive <laughs> planning, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You had just visited that day, as a matter of fact. Luke yeah. had just come up, and I was halfway through, like, cutting down this ridiculous knee-high grass everywhere. Yeah, was, yeah, look good, man. It's a good respite, too. Oh, yeah. Good take a break. Yeah, definitely, man. Do you have to do the same thing? You got snakes and bears? And- uh, so I don't have snakes up there. Yeah, it gets definitely a little colder up there. And it just seems like it's more like high desert up here than it is over in teepee. It's definitely more forested in teepee. So I've never yeah. seen um, I've never seen any snakes up there. It's it's shocking how different the biomes are. That was weird. Did uh, you, yeah, because yeah. I've been kind of hearing it. It's shocking how different the biomes can be between two places that are relatively close, um, especially in the heat of the summer. This place gets more high desert just about. And teepee, it seems, is just forested land, even yeah. though it is on a hilltop. It's pretty wild. It is really wild, man. And yeah, like I said, it's just down the road, really, you know? Yeah. <laughs> to, yeah. to us. Yeah, <laughs> to us, yeah. What's a 50-minute drive? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shit, is it more than 50? How long did you, it take you to drive here the other day? To drive here from teepee? Yeah. Uh, about an hour, yeah. Oof. <laughs> that is unreal. It's a bit of a haul, yeah. That volume working out for you? Yeah, I don't know. Like, if I get too high, it seems like we get that buzzing. But Can then, we move it closer. Uh, I don't know if it's. You hear it? Can we hear it? Can yeah, hear when it's up high, I do hear like that slight buzzing. Yeah, but now, yeah, there it is. So if I can turn it down, to, but I worry that we won't hear Tyrell if we don't have it up higher. I know I'm about to just take the buzzing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I imagine it can't be too, too. Uh, no, because we're probably getting. Because like I noticed, like when I do the audio, like. I'll be able to hear you. I'll be able to hear me on your mic, and then so you'll, we'll probably get some feedback from both. But yeah. hopefully, it's just easier to edit if because when you get the file, it'll be an audio file for you, audio file for me, and hopefully it'll be an audio file, audio file for you. Oh, and then I can t- tweak either one. So I might be able to add some volume to yours and take ours down a little bit to kind of even it out. Still kind of new to this world, so gotcha. Yeah, hopefully that'll work. Yeah, in, in theory, you know. So you just keep screaming towards the middle, would you? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like you're yelling at your knees or something. Yeah. It's going to make for a weird video, but whatever. Yeah. Seems like he's just talking to his wiener like, the whole time. So. <laughs> you're seeing real-time action of what happens yeah. up at TV. Yeah. <laughs> Long loneliness. It's all right, buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Teepee's a good place. <laughs> <laughs> you can visit any time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, come say hi. Please. Please. He needs it. <laughs> yeah. Take some time out of your day. Come on over. Oh, my God, man. Uh, but on Teepee, can you see over into the B-Bar D then? Are I can. Right I can see a lot of the B-Bar D territory. And, yeah, yeah. So I always try to, like, 
like one of the problems I'm running into this year is like trying to get because they're doing something new with the radios this year. Oh, and gotcha. so normally I like to use my handheld to listen to their traffic, especially if we have stuff going on because oh, they yeah. have aircraft and it seems like they don't talk to us a whole lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And their aircraft like we had a we had a fire out in Frog Pond one year, which is like right on the border between the BBRD and our forest. Oh yeah. And we had some folks out there and they had an aircraft fly over and I ended up getting a hold of them like, hey, what you doing over there? Oh really? <laughs> yeah. Oh cool, you're gonna, man. You're gonna crash into our aircraft? I thought you were gonna bring up the Myers fire. The Myers fire. What happened to the Myers fire? The multiple thousand acre fire that was on Bardi and then oh, that spilled over to us. Yeah. Overnight, yeah. it was like, hey, by the way, there's multiple thousand acres burning on your forest now. Good luck. Oh, hey, a little gift. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from the Bardi. Whoa, we had uh, it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was a that was a busy year. That was very busy. That was yeah. a cluster. Yeah, and like yeah. right before that fire blew up. A bunch of our wilderness like we we went out to a little ia out at mystic lake oh yeah some of the wilderness out there and fought a fire for a couple oh, of days beautiful then, area out there huh yeah it was yeah. really super cool and I'm, then i've just heard good things i've never been yeah well it's definitely a lot different now yeah, yeah. oh because uh, all the forest yeah, yeah so we once we got done pitching up that fire and we're trying to get like flown out uh the myers fire blew up and so oh geez yeah so we ended up getting flying, flown out pretty quickly and yeah. then um the fire just blew over everything Oh, uh, like, oh, we just put that out. Oh, bummer. Yeah. Myers yeah. was 17? Yeah. It was 17. Okay, and the, oh, the lightning bust was 18. That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we had a big lightning bust out the East Fork in 2018, and we didn't have a lookout. I think Ben was on vacation or something. Something like that. Or he had, like, he, our old lookout at TP, he inherited a soybean farm. Oh, really? Yeah, that was cool. it. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah he like, lives out in the Midwest, and so yeah. he had to go take care of some stuff for that. So oh, gotcha. Kind of early. That's life changing yeah. there. Like, he comes yeah. out of the Midwest, soybeans. Yeah. Well, they stuck him up there to kind of help direct resources because, I mean, dispatch dispatch can't hit a damn thing out there. Yeah. And uh, they Just were like, hole. hey, why don't you hang out up at the lookout and you can direct resources and get in contact with us? Yeah. Yeah, well, it turned out there's like seven different fires. <laughs> so oh, wow. he's directing resources to all these different uh, incidents, and he's playing logistics between like me, like me and Graham had to run gear and crew and equipment. So we're driving around, we're ripping around the East Fork in a UTV. Jeez. So he's trying to like keep us on a leash and figure out where we are and where we can move stuff to next. Yeah, and probably keep you safe too. Yeah, <laughs> all yeah. of the above. Yeah, he did such a good job. The next year, he was our FMO, Derek. Uh-huh. He was just like. You want that job? <laughs> yeah, that's pretty cool, man. It's a pretty sweet way to get yeah, into it was the gig. A good time, yeah, yeah, like, um, yeah. I would say being a lookout is it's much. Okay, it's not like firefighting. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know how in firefighting, you know, you go from zero to sixty, back down to zero all the time. Yep, and yeah, it's a little bit of the same up at the lookout. It's either there's nothing going on or it's absolute chaos. Well, everything's easier on going your knees. on. Yeah. <laughs> well, what, yeah, easier on exactly, your yeah. knees, your back, man. Yeah, yeah. your whole Feel body. Great. Yeah, jeez, yeah, hands, everything, man. Like whether you're sawing or digging line, man, it gets it's a little hard, man. It does. I know yeah. a lot of people got the old carpal tunnel going. You Dude, know? Oh, bet, yeah. one of my best moments from my rookie year was uh, one of our crewmates, James. I, I love this dude. But we we had been subject to digging. Uh, what was the line for? It's like a practiced line dig all day. Eight goddamn hours with Theo. Was that right before the Red Willow fire? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Up at like 10 Cup or something. Yeah. We were digging line. Eight it was eight hours. solid hours of digging line. I mean, it, probably seven with breaks and everything included. Yeah. But it was a whole day of digging practice line on probably like a thinning unit or whatever that we were going to burn, oh. you know, RX later on. We got a fire. It, it was like 6 p.m. Everybody's getting off. And our engine foreman comes screaming out of the, the office. He's like, everybody get the hell back here. We got a fire. Let's go. Yeah. Grab all your stuff. And everybody... People were dragging their line gear behind them, yeah. you know, like walking back to the trucks. Like, yeah, you got to be house. shitting me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, I'm already spent on line digging. <laughs> we we get to this incident and it's in grass, like some dummy, like shouldn't say that. This guy blew up tannerite in, in some grass and it was just ripping up a hillside. Well, you, you know, yeah, so, I mean, warranted, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Looks but, like uh, a duck, quacks like a duck. <laughs> you know. Quacks like an idiot. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. So we had been digging line for all of like five minutes, and this this poor dude, he was a. Uh, infantry in the army and james yeah and he's just broken in a million different ways and oh. we dug line for maybe five minutes but this is after all day of doing it and he yeah. just his hands locked up all weird you oh. just like ah like the, uh, yeah he yeah. got he had the old man thing going on pretty hard and i felt bad for him but to this day it's like one of my favorite <laughs> this, this poor guy it's like the t-rex arms <laughs> going on like, oh totally oh, yeah. No. Oof, yeah sorry buddy yeah, well, it's also a different feel, like, you know, using a chainsaw on the thinning unit versus cutting hot line you know? yeah oh for sure absolutely yeah. man yeah, that's yeah. It's like it's so hard to get motivated for digging line for like a, a unit that you're gonna burn later on. You're like, oh yeah, like it's 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 fine. But there's like you said, there's not the motivation there. Yeah, you, know, you don't fire. Kind of care less. Coming over the hill. Yeah, exactly. Or something you're gonna burn off of later. You're like, oh, this got to be good. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Where it's like, I don't even know if we're gonna use this next year. You know, that's, like that's yeah, always that gonna be the problem. I'm gonna be out here again in three years digging this again. Yeah, yeah digging exactly. the same goddamn line. Yeah, because yeah, weird stuff happens and litigations and nipa and stuff out of our hands so you're just like yep. hopefully this works <laughs> oh there's a million reasons that burn units go unburned and yeah. piles rot and stuff like that it's yeah a bit of a shame it is a shame yeah and, and then like yeah like you said different management comes in like they get forgotten about i think there's like a, a big area around steve I that maybe was on the border or maybe it was state land but i came stumbling upon it um a couple of years ago and just patrolling i'm like Man, like this are old, old piles. You know, oh, like, no, yeah, anyone know yeah. about this? You know, and yeah, yeah. I think there's some confusion. I never got to the bottom of that story, but yeah, it was kind of sad to see. It's like, man, someone put a lot of work here. You know, get all these piles and <laughs> 20 years ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Jeez. It's not gonna burn very well. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, yeah, wasn't much of them. But, oh, I, I remember doing one of those uh, on our district. Yeah, in 17 or 16. I don't. It doesn't matter. And uh, they were the same kind of thing, old piles. It's like, oh, we're finally going to burn this. And the snow was flying. Oh, yeah. And everyone was completely out of flux at that point because oh, it was, yeah. it's October at least. Uh, there's snow on the ground. And the piles were so old, like, you couldn't get them to, there was, you couldn't get them to consume at all. Oh, they were like bone piles, oh. weren't they? Yeah, they yeah. were like crappy bone piles. They're so oh, old. So yeah. there's, there's not really much of a pile to it left, and you just can't get them to consume. So I would waste like 10th. <laughs> quarter of my drip torch like just trying yeah. to get this thing to consume and i remember my boss getting on me he's like dude you gotta move like you're getting left behind i was like do you want me to burn these or i can fuck it <laughs> just yeah. let's just move on man yeah <laughs> we can leave them here it's fine oh i've been there man when you got like a huge chunk and all piles and it's not going and, yeah. and the thing is too like back in the day i don't think they did the paper which like when i first did the paper like is this really gonna do anything but it really does. It kind of helps keep the moisture out a little bit and gives something to light, you know, so you got that dry kind of center and you get that center going and it'll consume. But I had the same thing where I just like stick the drip torch in the side and then just like let her go. And it, it's going to be hard to describe drip torch for people who don't know. But drip torch is basically how wildland fire folks and maybe other people, but wildland firefighters for sure do prescribed burns, uh, back burns and burnout operations in prescribed fire and then the wildfire scene. It's basically like a big metal can that's got a wick, a kind of funny little straw thinking out, sticking out because it takes a little loop and goes up. And at the end of the wick, it's like a normal wick. It's got um, whatever wick material like in the end of it. Uh, 
I don't know what else to call it. I think wick was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I have no idea. It is a wick. It yeah. gets a little bit of a mixed gas on it, and then it continues to burn. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And you like <laughs> yeah. Typically light it up. Yeah. And get that wick going. And and then yeah, it's a heavy diesel gas mix, so heavier on the diesel, so it's not so volatile. And yeah, and you go to work with that sucker. It works good. You know, especially you got a good balance. And um, yeah. So like most of the time, like like Sam was saying, you're feeding a, a pile, and you're just like basically trying to start water on fire yeah it's a nightmare yeah. <laughs> yes. can they, can i get the snow and ice to burn yeah exactly. let's find out <laughs> yeah, let's see how this goes yeah so it could be a bit of a headache but yeah try and do what you can so yeah. can't count the weather always yeah. speaking of weather i mean like you oh that's what i was gonna ask you loop back around a tp last year you were gone right and then you came back to tp that's correct yeah, yeah yeah so um typically during the season i'll i'll go down and fight fire with the crew in the beginning of the season and then for our severity i'm gonna look out but towards the end i come back down and try to get a couple fire rolls in oh so you're still around but you just weren't up in the tower yeah uh, oh yeah, yeah. gotcha so gotcha gotcha we uh we pulled me down a little early because we had a roll going out to helena for one of the big fires out there oh nice yeah and then i came back and so we ended up getting a start while i was gone and yeah. so i came back and unfortunately while we were on helena like our, our engine caught covid Oh, um, that's so tough, man. A lot of folks had to get quarantined up in Hamilton. Um, they let me finish my quarantine up in TP to, to keep oh, nice. that fire. Yeah. Oh, nice. Man. nice I didn't know that. That's a good place to get quarantined, that's yeah, for sure. Really Overtime with my quarantine, <laughs> yes, please. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's what I was always kind of worried about. Like, I guess I could have teleworked, but, like, you know, be probably at my house, I guess, and try not to infect the, uh, the fiancé at the time. You yeah, know? So, it'd like, be a nightmare. Yes, stay away, but could you bring me some food? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love you from this other room. Yeah. <laughs> from down here, down yeah. the basement or something. Yeah. Exactly. So who's got the couch? <laughs> I'm on the couch. Yeah. The fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. You sleep on the floor anyways. <laughs> on fires, I mean, on fires. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I finally wised up and got like a really nice sleeping mat. Uh, oh yeah, we had a guy on our crew back in seventeen named Luke, and he bought some fancy climate is the brand name. Yeah, I got one of those. Holy shit! Yeah, life changing, <laughs> dude. Yeah, I have never looked back since. So I had I went to Glacier one of my last years fighting fire, and uh, it was pretty miserable. It was late season. It was freezing. It rained on us like half the time. Oh yeah. And I mean, we're just in fire camp, so we're sleeping on the ground. But we had an established site that we go back to every night, just kind of like off in the woods, off to the side of fire camp, where, yeah. where you're not supposed to be. A little quieter though. But yeah, yeah it's a little quieter. We get out of the lights of everything because they leave those goddamn oh, lights, lights on. on. Generators on all night. Yeah, all night long. They turn them off at midnight. Someone's like, yeah, dude, and they'd come on at like five or whatever. Absolutely. There's one guy designated to slam doors all night. I think. Yeah. So I mean, <laughs> yeah, that guy's yeah. always cruising around. That dude is paid very well. To slam those doors all night and he's gonna do a damn good job he does an excellent <laughs> job i'm impressed every time like, there he is. you're working hard sir yeah so yeah we were, we snuck off to the side but it was just frigid and miserable and i had a tarp in that climate and whatever you know a sleeping bag and i was like pretty happy oh it's like amazing. damn i don't ever have to change it i can sleep on like flat surfaces now when i used to go up and visit teepee when i was not doing any fire stuff i'd bring that little sleeping mat and like a sleeping bag just sleep on the counter yeah we're great yeah yeah it doesn't matter yeah and then like also like when the temperature is like colder you know yeah. like it gives you that little insulation from the ground yep you know it helps out so much and then if you get like a different kind of climate that has like the ribs in it that's the one yeah i got like one like that too Fucking and man it. it helps some airflow too yeah yep. they're so good man 
you need to upgrade. <laughs> I do, yeah. yeah, I heard I heard your mattress isn't too good. Well, I fixed that this year. Oh, yeah. oh did you good? Was, was it like one of those little like foam ones that you get in the like the rental ones have it? I don't know what was it. It felt like there was like sawdust in there. Um, oh, God, man, that old. A really really old futon mattress. Yeah, yeah it probably was sawdust. <laughs> Back in the day, yeah. a little hay in there, you know, like to fluff it up every year. <laughs> Keep the experience up there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, stinks like shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it it's smells like piss in here. Why? Why? It smells all, a little bit like the pasture. Yeah, you know, the, all the rats running through it. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Uh, that could be an issue. <laughs> well, I mean, hats off to you. He dragged his own mattress up on top, and it's just like laying very casually on top of it all. Oh, nice. But that's the thing. He's got those crazy sheets. What are those? They're like the thickest thing I've ever seen, and they're like fuzzy and oh, warm. Oh, the fuzzy sheets? Yeah. yeah my what? sister got them for me for my birthday. Damn, you gotta ago, yeah. you gotta talk to Brooke and figure out where she got those because that's something else. Bed Bath Beyond, bro. Okay, oh, <laughs> that's awesome. The bee's knees. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it like a flannel material? I, it kind of feels like it almost. Damn yeah. near. It's yeah. It's real soft and they're like super thick. I don't yeah. know what it is, and yeah, they're really warm. It's really nice when it's cold outside, but as soon as it gets warm outside, it's It'd be yeah. a bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At least you got your own mattress, so like if you you know you take off this fall, you can bring the rats with you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They've moved up into the attic, which is their new home, which Tyrell's going to take with him. Yeah, bring, bring your friends. <laughs> where, uh, so where do you winter? Are you still in school? Yeah, so I'm still in school. Uh, I didn't go to school last year. Had some other things going on last year, but definitely plan on going back this year. Uh, I used to go to school out in Bozeman. Oh, nice. Um, but they got rid of my degree program, so I'll be MSU, son of a gun. I know, yeah. I know. Yeah, so I'm going to try from Missoula now. Oh, dirty, cool, man. Dirty Bobcats. Yeah, dirty Bobcats. <laughs> well, uh, I thought I thought that's what happened last year. I'm like, man, he must talk to his professors and was able to do some homers from the tower because like, that's where I thought you were because I'd heard that you were going to med school. So I was like, oh, man, he must be. Just taking a sabbatical from med school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much needed sabbatical, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so like, dang. Uh, are you still going the, the med route? Uh, so I decided not to go the med route a couple years ago. So the original reason I went to the med route was because I was a, I was a Navy corpsman. And that's just oh. kind of what I knew how to do was like yeah. see patients and stuff like that. Absolutely. Um, but after not having to see patients for the longest time, I'm like, oh, this is kind of nice. Yeah. And I could definitely get into some research. So Oh, nice. Um, and then I kind of, I took a neuroscience class and I kind of fell in love with that topic of study and that's yeah man neuro dude like uh just you know my own little experience like i it is i don't know it's just amazing because um i was going into the physical therapy program prior to covid and was getting out of fire my, my crohn's acting up and i had the tumor didn't know i had the tumor so um i was taking all pre-physical therapy um uh, the prereqs, pre pre prereqs. Mm-hmm. So uh, I have a bachelor's in health and human performance, and which is kind of like pre physical therapy. So I just needed to take like physics one and two, and, and then I retook uh, anatomy and physiology one and two. And um, but man, like once I started doing observation hours and doing more with like neural patients, like stroke and those kind of patients, man, it's amazing how much like you can gain once you have a stroke and like the right the right therapist, you know, like group of therapists, you know, team, like speech therapy, occupational therapy and physical therapy. And man, I got, I got to kind of experience that firsthand with someone who unfortunately had a fresh stroke and then to see like them start to recover. And then also like got into Ted talks with like how all these different chemicals that, you know, help enhance the brain. It's, it is wild, man. Yeah. Yeah. So like, is that what, I guess what, what traced it out? Just what got you down that path? You see, you want to really see patients as much, but just, (laughs) Want to work on the engine of the, of the body or? Oh, no, I just got super interested in the brain, like human behavior and like connecting, like how yeah. is the brain 
built and structured and how does everything work in the brain and how does that contribute to how people behave? You know? Absolutely, man. Yeah, it is insane. Like, and how much like damage to the brain, how your brain can, can kind of reconfigure, mm-hmm. you know, like a, I know a fellow in, in Missoula who has only got half a brain, has been injury as a child and basically pretty normal, like has a few different things, mm-hmm. but like still functional, you know, it's, it, it is crazy, you know, yeah. like it, I guess, um, from what I heard is that the one side of the, the one hemisphere, right? Two hemispheres. So the one hemisphere of the brain was so damaged that the other body or the other part of the brain basically, I don't know if it like ate it, but like took over and then, uh, the, whatever, we'll just say left side of the brain was damaged, um, uh, decomposed. And it was just like o- over like a few scans, like it, you could see the damage. It was still there. And then all of a sudden that hemisphere was just like gone. Like Whoa. from what I was told, like I could be getting this wrong cause I'm no, I'm no expert, but I was like, wow, like that is super fascinating. And that was like also when I was going through my observations and talking to you know, some therapists and trying not to violate HIPAA here, but I was <laughs> like, man, that is really cool. You know? Yeah, so that got me interested, I guess. Yeah, it definitely is, man. Yeah, and it's like, you, you know, your brain's kind of built for survivability. And so, like, yeah. you know, you have an area of your brain that's responsible for, like, movement and another that's responsible for, like, image recognition and stuff like that. But you have cells that are responsible for reciprocal functions oh. on each space. And so that if one of them gets damaged, you still have some of that function in those other areas that's of your wild. brain. Oh, wow. It's like redundancies, huh? Mm-hmm. Yep. Wow, man, that is awesome. I did not see this podcast going there, but here we are. We're taking over. Yeah, we're switching gears, everybody. Get ready. Uh, super cool, man. There's uh, a guy at my school who had a TBI, and uh, I know they can affect people in a lot of different ways, but he is like, it took away his ability to recognize when he's being an awkward son of a bitch, and he he will just like wade through like really awkward conversations. Uh, I am not close with this dude at all. I don't really know him. I just know of him because we work in the math. De- well, I work in the math department. Yeah. He is a student who also frequents the math department. Oh, awesome. He opened conversation with me one day by just sitting down at the table I was working oh, at. Yes. I, was trying to make, I was trying to build some homework, and he just sits down. Yeah. And he's like, hey, man, what's up? And he's like, do you have sex? <laughs> Not right now. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, currently, I mean, I think we're in two different worlds here, buddy. <laughs> and it, I mean, I think he's a well enough meaning dude, but it was just one of those things where he got a really good knock to his brain and he had a diagnosed TBI and it just. All the filters just it, fell off. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing yeah. of the sort. He doesn't understand. Like, <laughs> ironically enough, he was like, what does taboo mean? I was oh. like, hmm, well, write down whatever you did for the last, you know, two years. Yeah, was since the injury, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow that's and awesome it, yeah he just he really doesn't have a filter and he doesn't understand like uh like compromising scenarios or awkward scenarios or anything like that and it's yeah i don't think he's malicious in any no. of his like statements or anything he just he truly doesn't understand anymore and it's it takes a lot for him to even generate an idea oh my god of what is normal in some that's, of those conversations yeah, that's brutal and by awesome i meant like awesome to watch but like horrible, <laughs> horrible to experience yeah, like, that guy. i feel bad that he has to experience it yet yeah. but yeah he he has a large so learning curve to like kind of figure out like oh maybe you shouldn't say that yeah <laughs> god yeah it's gonna be like learning it all over again like as a kid you know like truly splurting stuff out and then you like getting shamed for it you're like what i thought it was normal you know? <laughs> no, that was really really fucking rude dude yeah <laughs> yeah man and, and that's and that's a, that's a good time i guess i meant to bring this up earlier but I know everything about this job in general in the Forest Service, you know, fire is that you can be a student and then a lookout as well. You know, you get the same opportunity to have part-time 
uh, fire, but then full-time student, you know, with you guys. So neuro, you're going to neuro now, and then you are math and I computer science. I am computer science, mathematics, double major, oh, awesome. ideally. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're starting somewhere, and we'll see where it takes you. Yeah. You know, that's like all that pass, right? That's kind of the alter. That's what I've come up with so far after being in school. Like, I went back just before the pandemic, and then the yeah. pandemic hit, and it shut everything down. Yeah. So and then I was just kind of on this awkward hiatus for a while. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, after getting back into it and finally, like, trying to get a little bit of direction with it, that seems to be where I'm going. That's awesome, man. And that's, like, the the one, like, silver Thank lining. You. Well, one of many silver linings, you know, is to the pandemic is that it gave, at least for me, and it sounds like you and probably you, it gave you time to pause and be like, all right, where am I going with my life? Because, <laughs> you know, I was I was going to take my GRE. Well, I already taken it once. I was going to take my GRE again. And then, um, you know, I was just finished up my observation hours and then I was going to start applying to PT schools all over and hoping to get to Missoula, but you know, wherever I could get in and that's going to be my life and it would have been good. But then that gave me time, especially being cooped up in quarantine, it gave me time to be like, all right, uh, I like outside a lot. Yeah. So I don't want to be, yeah, I don't want to be in a job that, that I have to be inside, you know? So, and then also I couldn't get a job cause all the PT clinics were starting to shut down. <laughs> so I was going to be a PT aide the one summer and I've, just starting to call around Missoula to try to get a position, which it doesn't pay a lot, but it's still like good to get your foot in the door. You get a little bit of money to, to get pretty much observation hours. So, you know, luckily the forest service was doing, um, like a COVID hire. So I got back into the forest service on a COVID hire. And then I was like, Hey man, you know what? I'm taking a little time off and I'm kind of st- still digging this lifestyle and yeah, came back to this and so far it's working out. So, yeah. So kind of like you, you know, take a little break and see what's out there. I think it was nice for me. I had kind of a, bit of an awakening there in my own life where I was just like, mm, do I want to hike up that hill for the rest of my life? Like, yeah. Maybe on my own time. I don't know if I want to carry a Jerry up there. That doesn't sound so fun. Yeah. So now hopefully what I'm trying to build is like maybe something where I can work remote and also live somewhere like this where I can like, all right, done with work for the day. Yeah. It's four o'clock. Let's go on a hike. Yeah, totally, man. That's one thing that kind of emerged from the pandemic too is like digital nomads. Like, Airstream yeah, makes a trailer with the office <laughs> yeah, in it. You bro. know, it looks awesome. And and when I and I kind of knew that, but then I was talking to Doria, who used to be the natural resource instructor at Trapper, and now she's at Grand Teton. Really nice gal, awesome gal. And we we're just, you know, she was like training me up, and then she's like, "Oh, you know, like digital nomads and like all this other stuff." And like, because we started talking about my Airstream and how I'm gonna use it for this podcast eventually. And Hell yeah. Like, started just like picturing like all these beautiful like parks and stuff and just be like pulled up, you know, next to a lake or something, just like working on whatever. Like, I mean, that sounds like the dream, you know? And I guess, and also want to tag in on what you just said, the flip side of this job is it is like tough on the body. And I guess we touched on that a few times, but like, and I've heard so many people say like, yeah, I'd love to be here, but not for work. You know, like <laughs> I've been to Sedona, I've been to Alaska, you know, I've been to all these beautiful spots. And it's cool because maybe I wouldn't have checked it out, but also it's like, I'm not enjoying it as much because I'm there for fire, you know, so I'm not like there on my own free time. Like, hey, I'd love to go see, you know, like whatever rocks in, in Sedona, you know, like Absolutely. I'm just kind of floating around on patrol or something, you know, or fighting fire. Yeah, I can really sympathize with that thought. I'm so glad that I had the chance to live in Alaska and not be tied to fire just yeah. because I had a freedom to live life, have weekends, just do what I want, go check out like I'm still working on mine. You need another? I'll take one. Yes, please. Thank you. You know what? I'll take one now just to preemptively. <laughs> Thanks, sir. But yeah, I, I got to go fish for king salmon. Thank you. I got to go fish for king salmon on my weekends with uh, my squad leader and a couple other good buddies. And that's just, 
you're not gonna have time for that shit if you're there on assignment for fire. You know, I yeah. mean, you know how this life is. You yeah. go somewhere, you're there, but you're not really. You ha- you live in a fire camp, and every single waking moment that you're not in fire camp, you're just doing your assignment. Yeah. And you might hit a restaurant, maybe. And I got oh shit. Um, there's paper towels right on the microwave behind you. Oh, Cannot believe I have a microwave and a lookout. <laughs> um, <laughs> people, people who might be listening to this are gonna think the same thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. I got a microwave and lights. Um, there's no way they're in a lookout right you now. Guys are in a hotel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> it's the Hilton on the hill. It's, yeah, it's Hilltop Hilton, baby. Hilltop Hilton, yeah. Um, like, yeah, like you're saying though, like you're on fire, you're in this beautiful spot, and like yeah. You just you don't get to experience it truly. I mean, yep. you get to be in nature, but usually it's half burned. Yep. Or and you're dog shit tired because you're working sixteen hour days, and that's if things are going right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah exactly. That's that's ideal. Unfortunately, that's that kind of what you're hoping for. Is this, yeah. You know, and uh, I mean, one of the only caveats to that was when I was down in uh, New Mexico. We were just there for severity, so we were just sitting on our asses the whole time, which it allowed us to run around uh, Albuquerque. And yeah. check out all these different restaurants, stuff like that. It was super fun. Yeah. But you spend a lot of time twiddling your thumbs and you're just waiting for an assignment. Yeah, not getting not getting your full pay because True. you're not getting the the fire the hazard pay in the sixteens, you know. Exactly. So yeah. I'm sacrificing pay, but I got to check out all these restaurants. I got to hang out on their Sandia Crest, their like little local mountain that's super awesome. Oh, that's cool. That they're keeping people off of because it's severity and everyone's pissed. Yeah. And I got to see like fireworks over the fourth of July. In oh, Albuquerque, cool. it was really cool stuff, and their district was awesome, and we got to check that out. But it's, it, it kind of hurts no matter which way <laughs> that that falls. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're either going to make plenty of money, and you're going to be a little less stressed at the end of the year because you got all that in your pocketbook, or you can actually enjoy your time, be kind of bored depending on the assignment. Yeah, and get to take in the culture and the exactly. surroundings. Yeah, I'm with I, you, man. I would say for what you guys do too, man, you, know, you just don't get paid enough. Yeah, kind of stuff. I mean, you're exposed I agree. to so many things. Do you know who Theo Johnson is? Theo Johnson. No, it's so not. He was on the Lola shots. He was our crew supervisor here in two, or assistant crew supervisor here in 2016. There's no way I didn't run into him, but I, I, I can't, I'm not placing a face. Yeah, Theo Kosovich, You know Matt Kosovich? Yeah, yep, yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. So him and Theo and a couple other folks did a study a number of years ago on like smoke inhalation and whatnot. Yeah. And I think the results were somewhere along the lines of like you know being on fire. You, basically inhale like you know two packs of cigarettes a day worth of smoke oh god disgusting yeah some of that white ash has like got silicone in it and stuff oh geez yeah so so on that folks uh (laughs) (laughs) overlap for the next one (laughs) (laughs) no i I had heard it was really bad i I actually didn't hear that in depth but um was there more did i cut you off Oh no, not at all. No, oh, no yeah. yeah. Just making sure, I'm like, geez, man. I mean, like, even McCallum <laughs> was poking into that. Our our boss from seventeen eighteen, he was looking. I don't think he was looking too in depth, but he was like, dude, I mean, the best way to have good lungs is to breathe clean air your entire life. Yeah. We do the opposite of that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And I, I was joking around a couple of years ago. Was it seventeen where the whole valley was sucked in because like the Lolo Peak, yeah. the sunrise, yep. we were just surrounded in the Rice Ridge up in by uh, Sealy, and more than I'm not mentioning, but uh, yeah, so we're sucked in all summer, and I'm like. And, you know, like from the, the top down, you know, like we were still needed to go out and thin. And I was like, don't worry, guys. The smoke's organic. It's totally fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I, it's but we just all, firewood, right? Yeah, exactly. We all knew, especially yeah. like you said, the silicone. Like, it's, uh. Do you know how long it stays with you if you're breathing in like that white ash with the silicone? No. Um, I'm actually not sure on that. I could actually definitely find an answer for you, though. So on the next one, we're in TP lookout. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll <laughs> yeah. Tune, tune in. For sure. yeah. That would be a ton of fun. That would be cool, man. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to do it for sure. Yeah. And 
Hey, were you smart? We'll have to write that down because I'll forget. Yeah. <laughs> Let's take some notes. Yeah. But I, I remember hearing about the study because uh, I think I was jumping on Missoula at that time or somewhere for some reason around the AFD. Sure, yeah, because the uh, and the Great Northern was kind of out of the AFD for a minute and I was with them back in the day as a squad boss. So somehow I'd heard that the study was going on and then I heard at the end of that season, the conclusion of the study, I heard it was so bad they didn't want to release it because then no one would fight fires. <laughs> That's fair. So yeah. I was like... So that's good news. Yeah, yeah. And then some of those guys, like, especially some of those hot shots, you're, like, running and gunning all the time. You know, those guys, like, burn, like, you know, between, like, eight and 10,000 calories a day, you know? Yeah, it's man. hard work, yeah. 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 There was a, one of my really good buddies. He jumps out of West now, and he's going to be on the podcast later on. But he was on the Bitterroot Shots, and I can't remember what year. It was, like, 12, I think, when it was, like, super busy. And I, I hadn't seen him in forever. And he's a pretty stocky fellow. He carries a little bit of meat on his bone, maybe a little extra, you know, and but he's just a beast and I've never outweighed this guy in my life. And we were at the gas pump in Whitehall. We're both from Whitehall, Montana. And I'm like, like I kind of peek around the gas pump. I'm like, Bronson. He's <laughs> like, what up dude? And he'd just gotten back, you know, just got laid off. I'm like, holy cow. I mean, he was like, I mean, he was like hugging a diamond, but he, he was like, I gave him a hug and I was like, geez, man, you're missing part of you. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like you said, all those calories. I mean, it's crazy. Isn't it like I, th- I can't remember what like event like Iron Man or something they were comparing it to like Oof. going on you know like a hard you know roll is like burning as many calories as that or I can't remember like if that's a good comparison. I, I would say it probably would be a good comparison, you know, because I, I mean Iron Man prospectively takes probably you like know, a day all day, or a right? Days, yeah. yeah, and I think running a saw on a hotshot crew is comparable, like a shift running a saw on hotline, like you're you know saying is comparable to doing an Iron Man. You know what you said, like is a day of activity. You know. Uh, was it swimming, uh, bike and running, right? Yeah. Swimming, biking, yeah. And running. It's like a mile swim. Uh, was it like, it's a hundred mile bike ride. Oh my God. And then it's a marathon. Yeah. yeah the yeah, marathon at the end. Yeah. 26.2. That's gross. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've never, I've never moved my body that continuously no. for 26 miles. You know, I think the longest I've, the furthest I've ever run is like, I think I did eight miles once and I haven't ever done it since yeah, the most i've done since is five and that's like that's a shitload for me in a day yeah i've done two in the last, <laughs> <laughs> in the last year altogether. <laughs> but uh no i did i did a half marathon i was getting ready to do rookie training and it was mostly because i'd done 10 miles the week before and i was kind of winding down but i was like i'm probably never gonna get this close to a half marathon in my life so i'm like i'll, I'll just go see if i can do it and it, it wasn't horrible because it was in awesome shape but yeah. yeah i just i don't really have the urge to do it i should Probably will do one marathon before I get, you know, before the wheels fall off. But <laughs> just to say I did it. But, yeah, I'm not much of a runner. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't, I'm not enjoying myself after, like, if I'm really in the zone, I can get through that fourth to the fifth mile and be yeah. okay. But after that, man, the only time I've run plus that was, like, back in the day in the Army up in Alaska. And our battalion commander was a psycho. He, some 50-year-old dude who was, like, four foot eight. And he's just like, we ready to go today, troops? It's like, yeah, I yeah. get. What are we doing? Like, I'm starting to get scared. Yeah. Like, all right, we're running to the highway. Like, oh, that's not bad. You know, that's a mile. Well, he, we're running it, you know, eight times. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> was that in Fairbanks? Uh, no, so I was stationed right outside of uh, Anchorage. Anchorage. Oh, cool. Joint Base Elmendorf Richardson. So Fort oh. Rich, if it's just the Army. But, oh. yeah, it's Army Air Force up there. Oh, and, gotcha. Uh, yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. That's cool. Yeah, it's kind of a beautiful spot. I, I, when I jumped um, during 2015, the fire scene was pretty good up there. And uh, so, you know, I flew to Anchorage and then I went to Fairbanks. Nice. And so 
I never really got to see you around Anchorage. I heard that's the more pretty part. You know, I was more <laughs> in the central part of Alaska. Uh, yeah. You're down there on the south coast of Alaska in Anchorage, and uh, it is, it's very pretty. Anchorage is a, I mean, it's a full-on big city, honestly. That's what I heard, yeah. Yeah, and I turned 21 up there, so I've got, like, a certain amount of, like, nostalgia for it. Yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, we just love going to the dive bars and stuff like that, but then just the, like, the, uh, the mountain ranges are, they're like here, they're very cutting into the sky, and they're just gorgeous yeah. and sprawling and huge. Yeah, sharp edges and stuff. And, I mean, you have that, plus the northern lights, plus you get four oh, feet of yeah. freaking snow for eight months a year, which, surprisingly, I'm okay with for some reason. Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, man. And then the summer, you get, like, nonstop light for a while. Truly, like, 24-hour light, damn near 24-hour light, even in the southernmost, well, not quite the southernmost, but very southern Alaska. Sun's still up, 11.45, you're like, I gotta be up in like five hours. I should oh. probably go to bed. <laughs> I know, man. And then like you gotta like when I was on fire up there, you gotta sleep in a tent to keep the bugs off you because the mosquitoes are so bad. They'll carry you away. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. 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 The size pints. of birds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ, what is that? Yeah. yeah. Fighting fire in Alaska is like a completely different animal too. Yeah. It's, yeah. It definitely is, man. I remember like I was just, just kind of figuring out. And with jumpers, you kind of they, you know everyone does their own thing a lot of times. So like everyone's tying in, but they're all like mentally on the same page except for me because i'm like i don't know where to start with this <laughs> and like two guys have these little like shindawa honda pumps they're just going from like puddle to puddle and they're like Bam, and they start like got a little section of garden hose and they just oh, pretty accurate huh? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i never had to fight fire up there i just got to do army stuff up there oh but, gotcha. yeah we did set a range on fire one time and everybody carries like canteens or a like a uh you know what a camelback is yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so the, everybody carries water either canteen. Yeah, yeah exactly or one of those so they're just like fuck Everybody get out there. So everyone would go running out there with their like little pistol belt with canteens or their camelback, and you yeah. just dump your drinking water on the fire. That's the, that's the closest I ever got to firefighting while I was in the army. It's, it was fire, and you're putting water on some counts. <laughs> Look at you guys. You could be firefighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. That's basically all that little Honda was doing, just like squirt, squirt, squirt. And exactly. Yeah. On the next one. I thought that was super cool. And this like giant of a guy I was fighting fire with, I was just like, oh. <laughs> this guy knows what he's doing. He's like Pulaski in one hand and Honda pump in the other. Yeah, that's pretty You're cool. a fucking hero. Yeah, I was like, good lord. You know, and I'm just like trying to dig up the tundra, you know, and it's like <laughs> yeah. mats. You know, it's all matted. That so shit sucks. Kept, yeah, it's, oof, it's not good. But then, like, walking, like, I, I got let out a little far out. So, like, I had to walk back to where everyone like, else landed. And I'm going across the, like, the, like, Everyone calls it the mattress tundra. It's like a waterbed, and it is seriously strange, man. Like you're walking across like what would be like almost like a lily pad, you know? Like it it's feels so weird. weird feeling. You feel like you're gonna fall through. Yeah, kind of. And then like, yeah, it's just the way it moves, you know? Like it, you definitely feel, you definitely can tell you're on some kind of water, and you have like 110 pounds because I put all my jump gear and fire gear into my pack out bag so I could catch up to everybody else. So I got this giant pack on, and then like. I just like keel over once I get to where everybody else is. I'm like yeah. too tired to take my pack off. And then yeah. everyone's like talking to somebody in the trees. And I'm like, looking, like, why is that right? Is the fire right there? Am I just gonna, I'm just going to burn. Whatever. Just, you know, like I was over at that point. I'm just like, I'm just late here. Fuck it. Yeah. I'll get up in a couple minutes. Just leave me. Yeah, exactly. Like it'll, I'm sure it'll just go over the top of me. Did you guys encounter permafrost when you were up there? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's like the Alaskan cooler. Yeah. You know about that? Uh, where you dig a hole in the permafrost and then that's your fridge. Well, the chainsaw. Oh, fuck yeah. that. I wouldn't want to sharpen that chain afterward. But. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely not me either. Yeah. So you guys were digging a hole to do it, huh? Um, so you can do that, that kind of shit for a fridge if you need one. We didn't. If it's that cold, you just put your shit on the ground. <laughs> oh, true, yeah. It but is cold. If you run into permafrost, the ground is frozen, like damn near year-round or year-round. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing uh, 
just like a training exercise where we're creating counter mobility, uh, like obstacles. So like, uh, <laughs> shit to trip your enemy up or like, uh, what's called like an 11 row where you put like a bunch of, uh, Constantina wire in a big oh, line geez. and like vehicles can't drive through it. Troops can't walk through it without yeah. getting cut Nasty. to ribbons, shit yeah. like that. Yeah. And, uh, that kind of stuff out there. But to do that, you have to like pound pickets into the ground to make oh. sure that Constantina wire doesn't go anywhere through fucking ice. Yeah, <laughs> Come on, man. Solid. Oh, dude, that'd be <laughs> so work, man. My poor 19 year old dumbass self was out there just trying to get a picket in the ice. And, uh, yeah, that was like probably one of the most miserable times of my life. Yeah. Practice mental toughness. Though, oh you know? my God. Yeah. Setting up tents. Same thing. You got to oh. put stakes in, in, like into the ice. Like, come on. Yeah. So we finally wised up and what we would do is we wait for it to get like, cause it's 20 degrees during the day when we're trying to chip through fucking ice to put tent poles up and Brutal. like tent stakes. Yeah. Yeah. We finally started like chipping out a little hole, like a bowl of ice out of the ground, Just putting the t- stake in there, pulling the rope tight and then pouring water in it. Oh, and it would freeze so quick oh, that you yeah. could just, done geez that's super smart it was the man it was so frustrating like getting to that point though <laughs> yeah but and it's so weird right it's like being on a different planet like doing that kind of stuff and you're out in the middle of nowhere probably like we were it, it, like when they first showed me last and cooler like want to learn how to make one like sure and i'm thinking like you know i'm gonna have to chop at the ground forever sure and this guy just fires up the chainsaw cuts a cube out and then lifts it up like just like the top of a cooler and then he like dug it out a little bit and it worked awesome because after three days I, I, th- I know it's the way down here, but I'm pretty sure it's the same. Like your, the food boxes out of a jump plane is usually three days worth of food, 72, 72 hours. Mm-hmm. And then uh, check my math on that. But yeah, so um, then you get the fresh food drop, which is typically awesome steaks, like tons of them. So we had like more steaks than we needed. So we just badass. Yeah, line the Alaskan cooler to keep them good, you know. Yeah. And then every night you pop the top off the cooler and whatever needs chilled is, is in there. Just great, you know. We're just living on steaks. It was amazing. Oh, that sounds fucking awesome. Yeah, like the last night we were going to leave and there's only going to be one guy kind of just being a point of contact with that fire and he was only going to spend maybe a couple more shifts. So like he had enough food for him and then we had like three steaks each. So I was like, oh, ah, let's get after this. <laughs> Separate the men from the boys here. <laughs> See if I don't throw this up and then take a giant shit later. Oh, dude, yeah, I was just like a bear just like bellied up next to the fire after, <laughs> after my third one. Like, oh, God. So good though. Right? Yeah. And that was, what years were you up there? Uh, let's see, 2011, 2012 to 2014 or 15. Oh, so you spent some good time up there, man. Like, yeah, it's it on the lower side of that for sure. Cause I was only in for four years, but most of it was spent in Alaska. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. So you got some, some experience up there, you know, like I think anyone could survive a winter, you know, up there, like <laughs> you just kind of get through it like your first time and you're like, all right, that was one time. But if you're up there for a few, I mean. For you to be like, I like snow still is pretty impressive. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. Yeah. I don't know. It's just one of those things that I got used to. Uh, survive is definitely like a fair word. Just like that tent shit. That was yeah. midwinter oh, up there, dude. which sucked. And then the, the yeah. next night of that, like. It's not it's, very it's light, like a, right? Like you're not getting very many hours no, of sunlight, right? No. But it's like field survival training for Alaska, which sucked. Yeah. Because it's negative 20 and Jeez, shit like that, dude. which is miserable. Yeah. And, uh. The next night, you're not sleeping in a tent out there. You're sleeping in a snow cave that you have to build. Ooh. Yeah, like yeah. you and your your buddy have to go build a little snow cave, whether that you can dig it into the snow or, like, cut down a couple trees and, like, you know, put up a little lean-to and, like, cover that in snow. That shit sucks. <sighs> that sounds brutal, man. That's a long night. Yeah. I, I wouldn't uh, – you, you, you stayed in yours all night and refined? Did you sleep at all? 
Uh, yeah, I got a couple hours. Um, good, man. It wasn't it wasn't the best sleep of my life, that's for sure. Dude, I bet. And my best buddy, he uh, he tore besides his... Terrell. <laughs> <laughs> um, I got your back. <laughs> no, I got like my army buddies, and then I got my fire buddies, and you know, you know how all that yeah, shit works. Yeah, but, uh, I was teasing you. Uh, yeah, my buddy, he had torn his ACL. MCL and like a partial tear in his PCL. Jeez. Something, it was a really, really bad accident that he had, and he had to have like two different surgeries just to get it all repaired. And then the recovery time was just abysmal. So this dude was still in recovery when we had to do that. Yeah. So I was just like, oh, dude, this is going to suck, but I'm going to dig this hole. You just lay down in the hole, and I'm going to build a snow cave around you, and then I'm just going to have to, like, try to snuggle in when it's all built. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's brutal, man. He's, he's just got to trust you. Like, don't bury me. Please don't, don't bury me. me. Yeah. yeah. That poor dude was miserable, too. Like, it sucked. But, yeah, we, we made it through the night just kind of hanging out. I did that training a couple times up there. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Dang, man. Yeah, that's tough, dude. Uh, I couldn't imagine. We, I mean, we did something like that in Boy Scouts, but like we didn't have to sleep in there if we didn't want to. So I don't think anyone did. You know, like, <laughs> this okay. is cool, but fuck this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, just, I, I built mine the opposite way because it was just kind of it was kind of cool because they're just like, all right, you know, we're doing our own little like you know winter survival training and you know to make yourself a little ice cave or I you know shelter. Yeah. And uh, I think only a couple people did it right. Where you know you're supposed to build it up, so like um, the cold air goes out, right, or something. I can't remember why you build it up, but kind of igloo shaped yeah and right. i built mine down because like all the cold air will settle down you know oh. instead of like i think the yeah one of the thoughts were like if you build it up like on a ramp into a flat spot cold yes. air should go down or any kind or if like you know water you know right that might be coming from your heat will go out out instead of pooling with you and mine was all down like, uh, little, yeah, yeah. with a little hobbit cave and it looked, <laughs> i thought it looked cool but it was not functional yeah cold yeah yeah if i would woke up frozen cold in here frozen to the ground <laughs> Yeah. So, where what uh, from here on, you guys are just kind of doing lookouts until you guys get into another career, and then maybe yeah. come back and retire into a lookout position. Yeah. Oh, I could plan. totally see yeah. myself. Yeah, doing this in retirement. Oh, yeah. yeah. I bet, man. Like, yeah, I've been talking to my wife a little bit more about it. You know, I've, I've always liked lookouts, and that's part of why I named my my podcast Lookout Podcast because I don't I don't want to be like totally fire related, but like this is such a cool symbol of the forest service, you know, a lookout tower, you know? And so I was like, yeah, I mean, and especially like, this is like kind of the dreams, like having something like this <laughs> where we can sit and talk, you know, in the actual lookout tower, which is like a big studio, especially this one. Oh yeah. You know? yeah. So, yeah. So that's, you know, I always thought they were cool. So eventually, you know, I would kind of like to go the same path is what I guess I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, like we, we even have lookouts here who have been, lookouts for you know 20 plus years and like spot mountain i think we're talking to the spot mountain lookouts the most yeah. and they yeah. raise their kids up at their lookout you know that's what True. i heard yeah. yeah that's super cool and then um i heard salmon was like uh lookout is like on on their 51st year as a lookout oh, or something wow. crazy yeah i didn't know that yeah that's, over 50 years wild. as a lookout like that is amazing so i'm hoping to hoping to go talk to salmon one of these nights yeah, and yeah, yeah that would be awesome yeah have you guys cool ever been up you. there no, I haven't. I haven't. No, me either. And uh, I heard it's a little bit of a hike, but I got, I mean, it, like my equipment's heavy enough where it would be a little bit of a pain, but I don't think it'd be too bad. You know? <laughs> if nothing else, I'll just bring this guy. Yeah, but, yeah right. That yeah. wouldn't be so bad. No, yeah, that's what I was thinking. And, you know, just kind of set it up and 
figure, you know, I got to get worth kinks out of this thing. So I'm really hoping that yeah. we can, we're going to have decent audio on this one. Right. Yeah. Lean in, buddy. Yeah, yeah lean in. Editing can't do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, I like that. Well, shoot, boys, I don't want to keep you up too long. I appreciate you guys doing this. Yeah, yeah thanks for happy coming to, on. man. This is really cool. Yeah, and you, yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to plug in? I mean, like any social media or anything? Uh, get your get your website out there, dude. My web, dude, my website's down right now, but one of the things is getlostimaginations.com. Getlostimaginations.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome, Tyrell. Like photos that I have from the Lookout Tower. Yeah. Photos from TP Lookout Tower. Oh, perfect, man. And you've got some of your writing on there still? Uh, I will have some writing. We'll there. have writing. Cool. Oh, perfect, man. I'm boring. Awesome. I don't have stuff like that. Nothing yet. I have a Facebook that I don't look at. Yeah, yeah. So that's the that's the extent of my social media. Oh, gotcha. Well, <laughs> so you can post stuff to Sam's Sam Bond's yeah, it's Facebook. Real it, fucking boring. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, Tyrell, your last name again? Starnes. Ty- Tyrell Starnes. Yep. All right. So can people look that up and find anything as absolutely, well? Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Uh, Starnes. S T A R N S. N E S. Yeah. I say S T A R N E S. That's correct. Oh, there you go. Awesome, man. Yeah, I kind of want to say it in this mic so that it comes out clear and hopefully people can understand <laughs> me. And then uh, for anyone who's listening, I appreciate all of you. Uh, thanks for tuning in. And please subscribe and like if you uh, like what you're listening to. And hopefully we can keep this going and, you know, maybe get this thing to kind of start supporting itself eventually, you know, and uh, that good stuff. But uh, you guys got anything else? Let's take another run at this. Let's do a, a mid-season or something at TP, huh? Yeah, we'll do a yeah, follow-up at yeah. TP. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, shoot, we're almost we're getting close to mid-season, so it won't be too far out. We'll, <laughs> we'll try to figure out. Uh, it's my first week, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's wild, though. You know, like it's almost almost July. So, And then uh, what was the one thing we're going to look at? Uh, white Ash, right? Yeah, the yeah, white yeah. Ash. yeah. Some White Ash follow-up. So let's to figure out how early we're gonna die, huh? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah. we'll have some bad news on the next one, but <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's terminal. It, Sorry, guys. Yeah. So we'll we'll do this for a little while until <laughs> until it kicks in. But uh, yeah, thanks for listening, and hopefully uh, you tune back in for White Ash part part two. Part two. All right. Uh, thanks, thanks, Luke. Thanks again, guys. Appreciate it. Mm.